0: This podcast details true crime cases. It contains adult themes and may contain descriptions of violence. It is not intended for children.
1: Listener discretion is advised. Thank you for joining me for the last episode of the year 2020. As we head into the holiday season and then into a new year, We're going to try to keep it light and somewhat positive right now. Of course, crime is crime, but rather than bringing you more grisly murders to harsh your holiday buzz, I decided to bring you some true crime stories that are a little bit more fun and a little bit lighthearted. So I brought in the perfect person to help me do that. I mean, I'm pretty proud of myself for having thought of it, to be honest. Today, I'll be discussing some of the craziest crimes of 2020 with none other than Leroy Luna, the host of Excuse Me, That's Illegal a true crime podcast that takes a hardcore look at some soft core crimes. Did I get that right, Leroy?
0: Oh, you got it right. And and I'm sure all your listeners have heard of me. I'm kind of a big deal out there now.
1: (laughs) Yeah, you're huge, huge. (laughs) (laughs) So I am a big fan of the podcast. I really never miss an episode. It really is kind of like my palate cleanser between all the heavy duty serial killer kind of cases. So can you tell the listeners a little bit more about what they'll hear on your podcast?
0: Yeah, um I'm a huge true crime fan myself, but I am a like I'm a goofy guy. So, uh, this is a perfect fit for me. I decided I would tackle just the smaller crimes that no one really talks about. And there's just it seems like I bet right now somebody's just starting up a new true crime podcast, right? It seems like one pops up like every probably every 5 seconds. I don't know. I don't know the exact statistics, and I wanted to bring something new to the table. So, I I take a hardcore look at softcore core crime, I guess it's kind of been done. There's um mug shot, you know, have you heard of that one yes uh-huh uh, lindsay yeah she she's a really great host, and she she does no murder, but she covers more like frauds like that. I'm even lower than that, like uh, I did this one called the Pennsylvania Pincher, where there was this guy squeezing loaves of bread and smashing cookies at the grocery store. I love
1: that uh, one.
0: Actually, two years. <laughs> so I, I cover stuff like that. I even did like a whole episode on this guy who was stuffing breakfast sandwiches in his pocket at a convenience store. And that ensued after that. But yeah, it's about as as low as you can get, really.
1: <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, they're really they're really fun stories that I don't even know where you find half of these. So that's kind of what I wanted to do for... You kind of inspired me because what I wanted to do at the end of the year here is... Just find some, you know, really random kind of crazy crimes that didn't have to do with, you know, murder or something super dark. I'm sure that you know from doing your research, there's a lot of this stuff out there.
0: (laughs) Uh, Yeah, especially, yeah, these days with the whole 2020 is a, a whole nother year on its own, I guess. Not so great for people's mental health. I think in the beginning, maybe there was less crime, but people getting all cooped up and a little stir crazy. You're right. I think...
1: It's possibly because of the situation that we're in, you know, globally with the pandemic and everything shut in and, and things being closed and all of that, that it's possible that adds an added layer to it. Also, I noticed some crimes that are very 2020 as they wouldn't have happened if we hadn't have been in this situation, like there wouldn't have been anything like it that could have occurred. Um, It just happens to fit into the situation that we're in or what's going on in the world right now. So we're going to go ahead and dive into a few of these super nutty crimes. And I might start off with this one because for, you hear the first three words of this this story and it's like, okay, here we go. We're off to the races. The first three words of the title of the story are Naked Florida Man. <laughs> so <laughs> Pretty much you've got something going right there, right? Yeah, I'm so, going gonna- didn- <laughs> to I mean, Florida man is one, but you add naked in front of it. It seems like there's quite a bit of those for some reason. I don't know. Did you come across any naked stories in your research when you're researching for, excuse me, that's illegal, where
0: people are doing things naked? Because I always find that very odd. Um, it's, it's weird how it works out. Like I did the one, the mad pooper, where there was this woman um, taking dumps on people's lawns, right? She was a jogger taking dumps on people's lawns. And in researching that, I came across at least other uh, feces-related crimes, and it's like that happens with any category you look at. All of a sudden, all these other ones start popping up. It's like, oh my god, I didn't didn't know this was a thing. It is. (laughs)
1: Yeah, yeah. It reminds me. I remember way back, um, God, way back when cops, the show Cops, first started. There was this one episode they'll never forget because they respond to this call at like an office building and they look through the window and they see this man and he's completely naked and he's in there. And I don't know what he was doing, but anyway, so they they get in there and of course they go to try to apprehend him and he starts like running and, you know, wrestling with them. And they have to, there's like three cops, you know, having to wrestle with this rather large you know, naked man, and you know they're all over the floor. And I'm thinking that has got to be so awkward <laughs> a cop trying to get handcuffs on this naked dude. And I'm like, what is going on? Like, why do people do these kinds of things?
0: So yeah, sp- it definitely helps though. Want to touch you and you're all oiled up.
1: And uh, yeah, like, <laughs> he was a little slippery too.
0: <laughs> so no, no, he said he was oiled. Up. I just imagine him being oiled up.
1: <laughs> <laughs> we, we won't go into that one. <laughs> Okay, so here's, we'll start this one. Florida man accused of bizarre crime spree. So this this came from um, clickorlando.com, which, of course, is a Florida city. And it says, a Florida man's crime spree started with him exposing himself at a flea market, then stripping naked, stealing a car, and committing various other criminal acts before he was arrested less than an hour later, according to the Escambia County Sheriff's Office. That's a lot of shit to do in just a couple of minutes here. Um, Uh, Deputy deputy said the first call they received about 23 year old Lahoris Pickett Jr. came in about 11:15 a.m. on Wednesday from a diner inside a T and W flea market in Pensacola. Now, do you know are there flea markets in Canada, Leroy? Do you know what that means?
0: Yeah, it's. uh, I know some things are different, but no, it's this. Uh, I don't know, just a bunch of people selling weird things.
1: Yeah, yeah. Oh, I you know in other place, places they call it something different. They'll call it an auction, they'll call it different stuff. So I wasn't sure if people knew what that it, was. Well, yeah. It's usually like an open air market with a lot of people selling, you know, used stuff or vintage stuff or junk, whatever.
0: Yeah. They set up a booth for the weekend or whatever. Yeah. They, we have a lot of that.
1: I yeah. Know. So, so, this guy comes in, and apparently there was a diner. I don't know if it says inside a t and w flea market, but that's in caps, so I don't know if that's an actual store i I don't know it's this sounding very odd because witnesses reported Pickett jumping on a coin machine while kicking and punching it, and then went to the ground where he exposed himself and started screaming, "Call the cops, the dead are rising!" Oh wow, so something going on this this dude um but can you imagine the scene being in there just trying to you know have your coffee or Whatever, <laughs> this guy starts going off.
0: Eating a cinnamon bun or something. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so it doesn't stop there. From there, he jumped on a customer's shoulders and attacked a worker who was behind the counter, grabbing her and then punching her when she pushed him away, record show. Then deputy said he was chased out of the diner and went out to the parking lot, stripped naked, and stole someone's Chevrolet Sonic. Along with his clothes, there's a lot of details
0: in the story, which is pretty cool. Yeah, I think I might want to cover this one on my show sometime. It's really good. (laughs) Juicy.
1: Along with his clothes, Pickett also left behind a bag containing a pistol, the affidavit read. Well, that's something that you don't want to leave behind, I would think. Yeah. About 11.35 a.m., a call came in from an elderly woman who lives a few blocks away, who said Pickett approached her in the stolen car, grabbed her hair, and tried to kiss her then picked up a piece of concrete and threatened to kill her, according to the report. This guy's just going off. I mean, something is
0: definitely broken. Yeah.
1: Deputies said Pickett then tried to break into an RV on the property and ended up throwing a brick during a confrontation with the man who lives inside the RV, injuring the victim. When authorities arrived on the scene, Pickett tried to run, but was found in the bed of a truck. The backpack he left in the RV during the incident... Oh, man, he dropped his backpack there, too. Contained a throwing star, a handgun, ammunition, and a bag of synthetic marijuana, according to the affidavit. I don't know what synthetic marijuana is.
0: but uh, No, I'm, I don't know. I'm not a big party animal, I guess. I just drink. <laughs> I what that is.
1: <laughs> I don't know. A third report came in shortly before noon after Pickett was already in custody. Re- and, oh my god so there was still another report you know that came in that i guess something he had done earlier residents in that area said pickett had ripped a mailbox from the ground broke into a home and broke a tv he was wearing a green house coat at that time so he was clothed earlier in his yeah. crime spree and then
0: <laughs> like doing everything this is an exciting whatever like hour or whatever it was a couple of hours right like he's done yeah. more in that two hours than i've done in my entire life <laughs> by the sounds of it
1: so oh, doing all that stuff he got sweaty i guess and took off the house coat and it just was you know nude underneath i guess that's what ha- happened yeah. during that incident he yelled an expletive and then said come on out i know you're in there to who we don't know oh uh, no he was arrested on 19 charges you're talking target- yeah he did a lot that day <laughs> here are his charges two counts of criminal mischief with property damage burglary driving with a suspended or revoked license aggravated assault aggravated battery battery on a person 65 years of age or older which i guess is a completely different category using or displaying a weapon during the commission of a felony possession of a weapon or ammo by a convicted felon burglary with assault or battery resisting an officer without violence possessing a synthetic Synthetic cannabinoid, possession of drug equipment, engaging in a criminal offense with a weapon, possession of concealed weapon by a convicted felon. Where would he conceal that? He wasn't wearing anything.
0: You know where he'd conceal it.
1: Oh, here we go. Exposure of sexual organs, <laughs> <laughs> grand theft motor vehicle, and disturbing the peace. I'm tired just reading all of that. Much us do it. So, Mr. Pickett... Um, you can imagine is probably going to be doing a little bit of time.
0: Yeah, I think he needs a timeout after that. I, even earlier in that, I was going to say something like back in the flea market. It doesn't seem like that big of a deal now because he did so many crazy things after that. But it said that he got on top of someone's shoulder. <laughs> I just want to know how that even happened.
1: I don't know. Was the guy sitting down like drinking his coffee and he just like leapfrogged?
0: Yeah, maybe. And he's piggybacking him around. I don't know if he was naked at that Oh, God. <laughs> Disturbing.
1: Oh God. Way too early in this episode for that, Leroy. Way too early. Yeah.
0: The thing about this, like I've I haven't really caught in that much heat about it, but um like a lot of these people, obviously this guy has probably mental health issues, but I just like to have a laugh about these stories without getting too deep. But it's it's kinda tough. When you cover murders. When someone murders someone, you're like, okay, you can throw all that out the window. You don't really feel sorry for them. But when they're doing more harmless type crimes, it's like, ah, you, you feel kind of bad for them, right? Like, like oh, this person just kind of needs some help. They're yeah. having a bad day. I mean, this guy might have just had a bad life. Yeah. Sure making good decisions like the Tuesday before this, but that would right. really be eventful.
1: Day. You're right. It's, it sounds like, and a lot of these kind of things that go off the rails like this sounds like, um, some mental illness exacerbated by drug, drug use, or, you know, drug use that exacerbates a mental illness, one or the other, you know, something snaps, but, but, you know, but the thing is, you gotta, you can't like not find some of it humorous because it's so creative, right? Like you could do, I mean, you could go off the rails and just like do vandalism or throw a brick through something or steal some shit, you know, but, to do this, I mean, that's pretty creative. So
0: yeah, I, would I would imagine
1: probably. if this guy was, like, more in his right mind, he'd probably be pretty awesome,
0: you know? Yeah, well, because th- this term gets thrown out too often, you know, when people say, like, oh, you can't make this stuff up, or the, the truth is stranger than, th- I'm always like, ah, whatever, that's bullshit, I can make up some really crazy stuff right now. But all that stuff that he just did, <laughs> I really don't think I could have made that up. <laughs> You know, if, if you try to make a movie out of that, you'd be like, okay, this is a little out of hand. Like, you, you need to tone it down just a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this actually happened. That one was too much.
1: Yeah. So, you have one?
0: Yeah, sure. Oh, you really brought it, though. I don't know. Mine's going to be tame after that, I think.
1: <laughs> the, rest are, the rest are not as good. <laughs> we, we, wanted, we wanted to get the audience hooked there, dude, right?
0: We got it, you know. Yeah, big time, yeah. Okay. <laughs> this one is super fresh hot off the press, and I'm pulling this article from the Herald Sun. It uh, it takes place in Wool- Wollongong. I don't know if I'm saying that right. It's a city in New South Wales, Australia. G'day, mates. Uh, the, the madness starts on December 9th. Uh, so this was just two days ago, when a 30-year-old man throws a brick through the window of a home. I guess we already had that in the other story, but... Um, so at 6.50 a.m., this this early bird, this guy comes out swinging, smashes a window, breaks into the home, and then he gets the keys to the homeowner's vehicle. It's a Ford Festiva? Ford Festiva? Have mm-hmm. you heard of that car? Yes. I'm not a car guy. It's a small car, yeah. Yeah, nothing to brag about, I guess. But anyway, he gets in the car and he attempts to take off, but that the neighbor tries to stop this guy. So kudos to this guy. I don't know if I have any neighbors that care about me this much, but... So this guy grabs onto the vehicle and he's dragged for 40 meters. So he's dragged 131 feet, pretty far to be dragged by a vehicle without letting go. But eventually he stops because the guy hits the trailer and the suspect gets out of the vehicle and he takes off running. And of course, he breaks into another home with a brick again. And after that, he attempts to make a getaway on a riding lawnmower. So this guy is just breaking into homes and stealing vehicles, I guess. So while, while this was going on, the police had been called. They and they easily grabbed this guy. He's on a uh, riding lawnmower. I don't I don't know the speed of a riding lawnmower, but unless this thing was like souped up, uh, you would think you could outrun it with one of these bad boys pretty easy. Like an OJ chase, slow speed, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, super slow. So the police actually uh, take this guy to the hospital immediately because they say he ingested an unknown substance. Maybe some of that. Uh, what was that? Marijuana. The synthetic
1: marijuana,
0: marijuana? <laughs> <laughs> been one hell of a drug but uh after that the police take him in and he's charged with aggravated break and enter aggravated break and enter with intent injuries by furious driving drive manner dangerous steel motor vehicle and possess house breaking implements yeah that sounded like a, i sound like a caveman there but uh I looked, I don't know if the lingo is different in Australia, but like I checked, I checked two other sources and that that was the exact wording.
1: Yeah. The way that their crime, or I guess the charges are kind of written out
0: are different there. Yeah. 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 house breaking implements. Steel (laughs) motor vehicle. I don't know. So yeah. (laughs) This guy guy had a crazy 20 minutes um, and nothing in comparison to the other guy, but uh, he'll be likely paying the price for that. probably not worth it.
1: I'm just trying to picture. You're on a, a lawnmower. I would imagine it doesn't go over maybe 30 miles an hour, if that. You know, like
0: that fast. Maybe.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I guess I guess I'm thinking of like those riding, like the ones that you're like on a big estate, and you have to really. I mean, but yeah, they're pretty slow. I mean, how what would it look like <laughs> to pull pull him over in a riding lawnmower?
0: Yeah, maybe. so like, he, he broke into the house, I guess, I guess he got the, went in the garage, I guess, I don't know where that would be, like, it wouldn't be in the house, maybe the in the yard, back. yeah, and he got the keys to it, and then, yeah, that would be a slow, che- but, okay, I thought I could actually probably run as fast as a riding lawnmower, but if you're saying 30 miles, uh,
1: yeah, I don't know, I don't know for sure, I've never been on one, so I'm just, I'm just thinking, it's gotta be,
0: or, like, when, when they're mowing, when you're mowing grass, you probably want to go slower, but yeah, I don't know if I've ever seen anyone max out on a on a ride more. <laughs> a ride more.
1: It's probably That's about as colder. fast as those uh those scooters that you that are kind of like for the mobility scooters for people that can't walk very far. Yeah, you know, those things don't go that. But I mean, I've seen a couple of people kind of book in those things. You know what I mean? Like they're like zoom yeah. past you. I'm like, damn, that thing's going pretty fast for me.
0: <laughs> yeah, might have tinkered with the motor or something. I don't. <laughs>
1: yeah oh my god
0: all these yeah. charges uh l- luckily the the neighbor he seemed like he was all right they checked him over he had a couple minor injuries but i mean that's crazy that he grabbed onto the car and he was dragged behind it for 130 feet like just just let go it's just a car
1: I you think you're gonna you're gonna be able to hold the car back what is that
0: yeah like he's, the guys like tom cruise or something i guess i don't know or a stunt man doing his own stunts over here Oh, my gosh. Yeah, let the car go, dude.
1: <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, these people are obviously not the master criminals, put it that way. Um, yeah. My gosh. So I got another one here. It's kind of a, along the same vein, I guess. So this is a story about a cemetery vandal. Now, those two words don't seem to go together, first of all. Um, this came from Newser.com. And it says, this is from out of uh, the stories out of Tennessee, says police in Tennessee say a man caused almost $30,000 in damage to a cemetery in what he says was an attempt to resurrect his dead grandmother. A witness called the Knox County Sheriff's Office on Monday to report a homeless man that had been vandalizing the cemetery at Huckleberry Springs Church in Knoxville while staying in the vicinity Deputies say they found 34-year-old Danny Frazier, who they'd encountered at the same location the day before, along with broken headstones and dug up spots in the ground. According to deputies, Frazier admitted to causing the damage in an attempt to resurrect his grandmother, who was buried at the site. He is held on $20,000 bond and a charge of felony vandalism. Okay, obviously something's going on here with this guy. But again, this just happened in October, early October of 2020, so... Who knows, you know? I mean, there's a lot of trauma going on out there, and people are reacting in some strange ways. Do you think this guy should have been charged? Like,
0: Well, was he trying to bring back his grandma? That's what he said. Oh, man, that's rough. Actually, my my grandma actually passed away um, in June of this year as well. Uh, She was 96. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's just kind of interesting, because obviously, yeah, I sort of forgot about the pandemic there, but... Like, I mean, we, we couldn't attend any type of funeral. Maybe he didn't get to go to a funeral. And
1: <clears throat> I don't know. Because, yeah, it doesn't say when, like how long, you know, ago she died or anything like that. So I don't
0: know. But rough right now, when you hear about, you know, a family member died, but you couldn't go to a funeral, you couldn't go near them, you couldn't see them, you just hear that they're dead. Maybe, maybe he just wanted to, yeah. I mean, he's got issues, but maybe he just wanted to make sure that she was, that it was really her in the cemetery. I don't
1: yeah, it seems like, yeah, obviously he had something, you know, strange going on in his mind that he need you know, and I just kind of wonder, like, wouldn't they have just, like, taken him to a hospital to get him checked out? And I don't know about being arrested and charged, it seems, I mean, yeah, it is vandalism, but I think, you know, you could do something in, in what is that called, civil court, where he just has to pay back something, you know, it, it just, I don't know, it seems kind of cold.
0: Yeah. <laughs> He doesn't sound like Ed Gain, Ed Gein or whatever, you know, like. Yeah. So that
1: was, yeah, that was uh, very, very odd. Okay. you have another one?
0: Oh, this next one comes from the Miami Herald. We're going to Florida. <laughs> of course. I actually have to go out of my way to not do too many stories from Florida because, man, they just pop up. Yep. I don't know what's in the water over there. But yeah, you can't have a strange crimes list in 2020 without visiting Florida. Nope. So um, police are called to a trailer park in Volusia County. This is for a dispute between a lady and her landlord. Uh, uh, the funny thing about this was there was body cam footage from the police. So it's pretty great. They The police show up and there's a frantic lady named Joanne Mercader. Uh, she greets them outside the trailer. She's hysterical. She goes, my landlord just broke into my house and assaulted me. And this is like something out of a horror movie. Like this lady has, a, she has human feces smeared all over her face, oh my God. all over her clothes. Like it, it's on her eyelids. It's on her cheeks. It's like under her eyes, like a baseball player would put under their eyes, you know, to uh, deflect the light. Um, so these cops, they don't even want to go anywhere near. And, uh, She's blaming her landlord for this. She's saying that the landlord did it as a method of eviction. The funny thing is the feces on her face is all dried up, like concrete almost. Like it's been there for a long time. She claims the landlord smeared it on her face, but then her story keeps changing. And the, and the cops tell her that it's they've never seen anything like this. And they're not disputing what she's saying, but uh, the landlord over here, she's like soaking wet with uh, urine and fe- feces, right? But this other lady, like she has, she has the feces on her, but it's totally dry. Like it's been on there for hours or something. So, um, something
1: strange cult or something.
0: Oh yeah, I know this lady, Joanne, she, uh, she changed her story and claimed she accidentally threw the bucket at the landlord when the landlord entered her home. And then she, but she actually meant to throw a bucket of water at the landlord, but got the two buckets confused because apparently she has a, bucket of water and a bucket of feces um beside her front door as
1: that's
0: you it. do as we do right <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> sucks when you get them confused when you're trying to stick your head in the bucket so anyway she's arrested and charged with battery on a person 65 years or older which i said that's a new one but yeah. i heard that earlier right mm-hmm. so maybe that's a florida thing that's the first time i
1: yeah it must be it must be a charge in florida in, florida, in certain counties or something
0: so, man, yeah, to top it off, her poor old landlord just got feces and urine. So Joanne must, Joanne must have already had the feces on her. It had already dried like cement before the police got there. Uh, this lady clearly has issues, and I hope, she, I don't know, I hope she gets the help she needs. But. And, a sh- and a shower. Yeah. Well, the, the only, okay, if if her toilet wasn't working, like it was out of maybe a week, and and the landlord was just taking their sweet time fixing it or something, like the lady never said that, but I would have been team Joanne if if that's what happened. Like if if she'd been, uh, you know, going to the bathroom in a bucket for the past week because her toilet wasn't working and the landlord was neglecting it, but she didn't say anything about that. So nutty. So two two
1: takeaways from that story is two words that were said way too much were uh, bucket yeah. and feces. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Those are the words of the day. <laughs>
0: Yeah, one time is usually too many, but
1: <laughs> I mean imagine having to put her in the in the squad car. But, <laughs>
0: <laughs> but along with that article, there actually was like I watched two minutes of the body cam footage. This lady's just like frantic walking around, but she you can't even take her seriously because she has like dried up crap like all over her face. On her eye you can't even see her eyes. It's like just ridiculous. <laughs>
1: Oh, man. Okay. So I think we've kind of alluded to a couple of things that would only happen in 2020. So I have a couple of stories that fit into that category. So pretty much everywhere, lots of businesses have been closed because of the pandemic um, and trying to reduce the spread and all that kind of stuff. This um, was a restaurant that had been closed due to um, COVID.
0: Oh, I did this one too. You do? Is it called Sold to Cuba?
1: I don't even know if I have that
0: detail. You go ahead and tell
1: Okay. So yeah, Yeah. you you can jump in so you know, because this I got on oxygen.com. The headline is man allegedly breaks into coronavirus shuttered restaurant, spends days eating food and drinking booze. So a Connecticut man allegedly took advantage of a coronavirus-related restaurant closure, breaking into an eatery and turning it into his personal multi-day smorgasbord. Okay, the restaurant is closed, so I'm wondering why is there so much food there?
0: (laughs) I I guess it's just in the fridge and freezer and, and stuff. Oh, yeah, here is the name of it. So, New Haven
1: police say Luis Ortiz, or Luis, it says, looks like Luis, Luis Ortiz, 42, spent four days gorging himself on the food and drinks stored inside the closed Sol de Cuba cafe, according to a local newspaper, the New Haven Register. The restaurant is closed due to ongoing COVID-19 pandemic. Um, Ortiz was found asleep in the restaurant by responding officers Tuesday morning after authorities received a call about a burglary in progress. Let's go to the tape, Johnny. Investigators reviewed security video footage, which confirmed the initial burglary occurred several days prior on Saturday. So Ortiz had made his way through a side window of the restaurant. And they think, you know, he went in there. He was breaking in for maybe he's just trying to steal something he could sell or who knows what. But he realized this restaurant's closed and there's all of this food and booze. So he just stayed there, apparently, it seems like.
0: That's like a dream. That's like a dream for me. Like that's a fantasy. I didn't realize that I that I had. Kind of. And I also read that when they had first found the guy, he was passed out, he was, like clutching a bottle of rum in one hand. <laughs> <laughs> so clearly, just pat, passed out, right? <laughs> it's like Captain Jack Sparrow. Yes. <laughs> exactly. on rum. Um,
1: yeah, he said he helped himself over the course of four days to the restaurant's food, liquor, and beer. In addition to eating and drinking at the restaurant, he removed beverages and property from the building. So he actually stole shit, too. Yeah. It says he allegedly consumed. Now, I don't think this means he consumed consumed, um, but also someone that was taken away. Allegedly consumed 70 bottles of liquor and thousands of dollars worth of food and beverages inside the restaurant at the time of his arrest. He was held in lieu of $12,500 bail at the police department's detention center. And arraigned on Wednesday, he has been charged with burglary and larceny, both in the third degree, first degree criminal mischief and second degree failure to appear. So the local police department has added additional overnight patrols to the area to dissuade potential burglaries. And it suggests that business owners without alarms check in on their establishments every few days. So, I mean, it sounded like he was coming and going from the place, though,
0: as well. Uh, I like it better imagining him just locked up for four days in there.
1: Yeah, no, that would be a better story,
0: I think. I feel bad for all the small business owners and all that. E- even though the restaurants are open now, it's, you got to think they're maybe only getting 50% of the business they were getting before. So if oh, you're yeah. barely hanging on, you're, a lot of these places are just going to shut down, probably.
1: Right. Yeah, so like, you know, when I go, I mean, I don't do it very very often, but if I go do like takeout or something like that, I give the people there like a big tip because I'm like, I don't know how much they're making right now. They can be making almost nothing, right? I mean, yeah. because a lot of like servers and stuff and I used to serve and I used to bartend in uh, restaurants and stuff and I I lived off my tips. I mean, your paycheck is nothing.
0: So yeah getting like six bucks an hour or something and then your tips could be 20 bucks an hour
1: right <laughs> exactly so that's a you know a psa for everybody out there you know <laughs> tip your tip your servers tip your delivery people because uh yeah it's rough man some some of these people are still trying to you know eat out a living on this kind of work
0: yeah i remember april i was at that point i was too paranoid to even get takeout now i'm, I'm getting it all the time yeah but um even then, I remember the first time we started ordering food again, um, got a couple of pizzas delivered, and I would just put put them back in the oven afterwards, like thinking that would kill any virus if there was. I don't know. I haven't heard any, uh, didn't do any research on that, but so now I'll heat it up. it will get rid of any germs.
1: Yeah, we were talking about that. We were very paranoid early on, which really, to be honest, it's actually worse now than it was then because we... <laughs> but we're not as worried about it. Cause I think we understand a little bit more like how it spreads and stuff like that. But before yeah. like, you come home with your groceries and you'd wipe down like every banana, you know, yeah. and Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> and now it's like, Oh, whatever. I don't even think about that now. I just wash no. my hands and you know, whatever. So hopefully. You,
0: you can only take so much before boredom kicks in and you're just like, okay, I got to get somewhat back to normal. Right. Um, one thing I did after this story, I was going to ask, so you got four days of lunch, I did. Any restaurant you're choosing, like, where are you going?
1: Oh, man. Um,
0: I gave it some thought. Originally, uh, I like McDonald's, but immediately I was like, whatever. It has to be a place that has its liquor license, I think, cause <laughs> to keep me entertained. And um, yeah, you were a bartender before, right? So you can yeah. make fancy drinks, but I'd, I'd like to make some fancy drinks. I. I'm too intimidated to order at the bar, you know. I usually just panic and get a beer when really I want to try out, you know, sex on the beach or one of those. <laughs> 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 You'd probably find me passed out with some, uh, I don't know, something with an umbrella in it.
1: Yeah, you're right. It would be something with a, with a full bar for sure because, yeah, then you can play around. You can make drinks and stuff and you know, you've got all the that going um yeah it's it's hard it would be hard for me to pick because I like Mexican food a lot but I can cook that myself so I probably wouldn't go there um yeah I mean there is this place here by me and they make these these frozen drinks that are called swirls but they are the most boozy drinks you ever had in your life I mean that will one and a half of those will kick your ass I mean (laughs) and it tastes really good so it's like getting like a a, like a slushy drink, like a. It started out with like frozen margaritas, and they would put um, extra shots, like a vodka and stuff in it, but you can't taste it, so it's just stronger, but it tastes good. And then they now they start they're putting all kinds of stuff. Like they make new ones every week. Like they'll put you know whiskey with like blackberry juice and you know a vodka and then this and that you know in it. They're so good, but they are strong. You know, you just don't know that they're strong because they taste so good.
0: Yeah. So I would cool.
1: probably go there because they have the big, like, slushy machines and just, you know, turn that bad boy on. <laughs>
0: just sit oh, there you there. go. Yeah. would be something <laughs> kind of simple, I guess. I was thinking maybe, you know, like the keg or something. Like, I, I don't know, like an expensive place. I guess you could be eating steak and lobster all day. But then I thought, oh, man, I'm not <laughs> the greatest cook. I was a short order cook for two days. The first day I had to, um, a keg exploded so i had to mop that up that took me like four hours that was my whole shift oh, and then the next you one smelled, we and he smelled
1: great afterwards i'm sure oh
0: yeah i loved it actually <laughs> but uh, <laughs> and then uh yeah then the next day they're like okay I'll throw you to the wolves uh tomorrow's our busiest day you know you're coming in for an eight-hour shift and i just panicked and i didn't show up. And <laughs> <laughs> I never collected a paycheck. Nothing. I don't know. I just, I, pre- I pre-panicked. I did. Yeah, I was eighteen back then. But oh my yeah, God. I feel like if I had my own time, my own schedule, maybe, maybe I think mm-hmm. you know, you go into the you go into the fridge or freezer, and it's fairly simple to, to make a meal. I think Let's get the deep fryer going, or uh, I don't know. I'd probably yeah. eat a lot of chicken wings, I guess, and just fruity drinks
1: this is this is what I wondered about this guy so I'm wondering I'm imagining he probably was cooking in there because you know yeah you'd have to to cook so I don't know maybe that was fun for him so one of the things that people have been missing a lot like you said is just being able to get together and you know uh, have a normal life uh this guy in Maryland he uh, was not having it. So the headline is Partying Like It's Not 2020 Gets Guy a Year in Jail. So this is from Newser.com as well. It says A failure to party like it's 2020 landed a Maryland man in the clink until 2021. Police were summoned to the home of one Sean Marshall Myers on March 22nd over a report of a gathering of some 50 to 60 of his nearest and dearest. A no no under Governor Larry Hogan's ban on parties of more than 50 people. Myers at the time was, quote, argumentative with officers, but eventually agreed to disband his party per the state's attorney. That might've been the end of it, but for a repeat gathering on March 27th, in which it appears that Myers was less cooperative. Again, the state attorney says he was argumentative, claiming he and his guests had the right to congregate. Myers directed his guests to stay in defiance of Governor Hogan's orders and the officer's lawful orders to disband the party. He was arrested on Friday and was convicted of two counts of failure to comply with an emergency order to the tune of one year in jail. That's a a year for two parties. Now, the funny thing about this is his mugshot. This guy, okay, first of all, it looks like he's in one of the, I don't know if this is his shirt or if this is a prison uniform because it's a black and white stripe like (laughs) (laughs) shirt with like a collar
0: uh, i'm picturing orange usually these days but
1: (laughs) i don't know this was his own shirt this was an inspired (laughs) choice that day because it looks like those old-fashioned prison you know shirts yeah he's got a uh he's not a young man um he looks a little bit older i would say kind of a haggard late 40s maybe and he's got a mohawk that's bright bright blue almost like a
0: blueberry color. Uh, Yeah. So this
1: guy obviously is a party animal and just couldn't be stopped.
0: Yeah. It's a little foreshadowing. Maybe he's like, yeah, I'm totally going to jail. I'll wear my black and white striped shirt. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. You're not really missing out on much, uh, missing the rest of 2020. That's for sure. But um, (laughs) unless you're partying like that guy, I guess.
1: (laughs) you will get just in time to, you know, start partying again and it'll be legal now. I I mean, I thought most of the time they just kind of give you a fine or something, but they hauled him to the clink.
0: Yeah, I guess if they really hate the guy, right? It depends.
1: (laughs) He must have been a real dick.
0: Yeah, (laughs) sounds like.
1: So what do you got for any 2020, uh, like inspired crimes?
0: Yeah, I don't know if you've listened to my latest episode, but, but I've only done one story from 2020. And it was on my most recent episode. It was just a uh, uh, garden gnome theft.
1: Yeah, I did listen to it last night.
0: <laughs> so I can kind of go over this one briefly. It's, okay. it's, it's a little bit of a feel-good story. So a lady by the name of Heather Boggs, she lives in British Columbia. So she goes to do some gardening and she, uh, you know, sees a gap where normally she has a couple of uh, lawn gnomes. So she checks out her rink, her security camera. And she sees that at 2.24 a.m. the night before, this uh, guy with what I call the douchebag combo of uh, a ponytail and socks and sandals, (laughs) um, this long, lanky, skinny guy, uh, shows up in the middle of the night and stole a couple of her lawn gnomes. Uh, Normally, this wouldn't really be, but uh, she's a breast cancer survivor. Like, Mm -hmm. she'd recently defeated breast cancer, and her mom had given her one of those lawn gnomes. So it it was like a $5 lawn gnome probably, but obviously held some sentimental value to her. It receives a bit of media attention and um, I don't know, I guess the trail went cold. Nothing really happened with it because nobody cares about uh, lawn gnomes, right? But uh, a month later, she receives a bag with a note on it and it's uh, from this ponytail. He had just apologized to her and said that it was a game of truth or dare that got out of hand yeah she was uh, she was pretty happy with that. she got her loan gnome back. He brought it back because he heard the like there was a story about it or something is that
1: or he just yeah, brought it back out of his conscience
0: small place in BC I guess and um it'd been on the CTV news and I guess word got I mean they did have the footage of the guy so he might have even somebody probably recognized them but uh, didn't call the police yeah somehow I guess he returned it to her and her faith in humanity was restored. But uh, <laughs> yeah, pretty ridiculous. Was that just a thing around where I was, or did you ever do anything with garden gnomes? No,
1: you know, yeah. I think that the garden gnomes were like way back, like I don't know, maybe the fifties or the sixties or
0: 70s. yeah, I don't know. I guess it's still a thing somewhere, but they're just asking to be stolen, really. When you see that kind of stuff in someone's garden, you never got drunk with your friends and whatever. St- no, no. <laughs> Maybe we just didn't have much to do. Uh, I should have got a girlfriend or something. But, yeah, it's something we kind of used to do. You know, there's a story. You could probably look it up. Um,
1: I remember this several years ago. I remember because it was on, like, one of these news shows, you know, like the ones they show all little human interest stories. And somebody had stole a garden gnome. But then he started getting Polaroid pictures sent to him in the mail. Uh, Of this gnome all over the country. And all over the world <laughs> like it'd be brought next to a sign like you know you have just entered utah
0: or whatever and it was a picture of his gnome and this went on for years yeah i did come across that that i i, I think it's a thing well well i mean obviously it started with one person doing it but then just a bunch of copycats right <laughs> yeah. it is kind of funny just showing them doing interesting uh things you know like, okay well he's just out there living his life <laughs>
1: So I have one more that's kind of a 2020 that's not a pandemic thing, but you know the other thing that we've been dealing with here in uh well, there's a lot of stuff we've been dealing with here in uh, in the United States, but one of them has been our election, which is a big big deal and there's tons of stories about families getting in fights about politics over you know Thanksgiving or whatever. Yeah. but this one is not a family one. this is um a guy that just decided he didn't like. These campaign signs somebody had put up in their front yard in their in this guy's neighborhood. So people were just putting up their you know their own campaign signs supporting their candidate, and this guy just says, "Yeah, this is not this is not something I want to see in my neighborhood." He's, and he finds a way to uh, creatively take care of the problem. Uh, this is also from Newser.com. It says if you're a resident in Haines City, Florida, back in Florida again, whose Joe Biden yard signs remain intact. Consider yourself lucky that the bulldozer didn't end up at your place. That bulldozer, police say, was stolen from a local construction site by a young man and used to terrorize a neighborhood in the city on Saturday, ripping up Biden-Harris signs and causing other property damage. And here's a quote from the, uh, the owner of that house. The man came into my property, took the two Joe Biden signs I had in my yard, then came back with a bulldozer to run down my fence. Now, this guy who's, who's getting vandalized here, he once served as vice mayor of the city. This is the quote, again, from the, own, the homeowner. Obviously, this individual is not the smartest in his class because he continued driving a backhoe down the street in the middle of the day. <laughs> this is kind of like the lawnmower story, right? Yeah. <laughs> Police charged James Blight, who they say also plowed over a city speed limit sign in addition to taking Biden signs from Burgess and others and they charged him with grand theft auto and trespassing. The the guy whose signs were taken said he recruited friends to put up 30 or so signs in his yard after the incident. <laughs> <laughs> like, so you took down two signs? I got 30 for you.
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. That's wild, though. Reminds yeah. me of that Marv guy and his killdozer or whatever, you know, driving <laughs> around, <laughs> oh, around town. Yeah
1: yeah luckily didn't go that far but oh my god yeah this is I swear man people are yeah there was another story that I saw um that I didn't I didn't uh pull but it was like a man and his sister getting into a fist fight in the front yard over politics so that's that's lovely
0: (laughs) yeah I know I mean people are passionate about their politics I, I just try to steer clear of it yeah Oh, hey there. You like true crime stories, right? Yeah, yeah, I know. Who doesn't? But I gotta admit, after a while, all those stories of murder and heartache, well, they tend to go straight to my hips. So that's why I, Leroy Luna, have created a podcast called Excuse Me, That's Illegal, where we'll take a hardcore look at some softcore crimes. No TED Talks on Bundy here. The letters BTK won't be coming from these lips. Unless he had a brother that used to steal library books suppose I'd be willing to go balls deep into that one if that were the case. Anyways, you'll hear stories such as the Mad Pooper, a female jogger who wreaked havoc in a Colorado Springs neighborhood, using one family's front yard as her own personal dumping grounds. If this kind of content sounds like it's up your alley, excuse me, that's illegal. It's available right now on all your favorite podcatchers. So come join me. I'll be right here waiting for you.
1: So I think we're going to move on to uh, the last couple that I have. These are the dumb criminals that we always,
0: we always come across these really dumb criminals. As opposed to the, the intelligent ones we just discussed, right?
1: <laughs> <laughs> this one, and I saw this one, oh my God. I, I'm going to have to post this picture on my social media because you have to see it. But when I read the story and I saw, <laughs> I can't even look at this picture right now <laughs> Oh, my God. Okay. I'm going to try to get through this. Okay. This came from uh, washingtonexaminer.com. I'm actually kind of uh, cheating a little bit because this happened at the end of last year, but uh, the guy is still uh, at large, so I'm saying this is still can be a 2020 crime. Okay.
0: 2020 okay. issue, for sure, yeah. yeah.
1: It says, most criminals don't leave an image of themselves behind at the scene of a crime but police in California say that is exactly what happened when an artist was recently robbed. The sketchy situation began last week in Riverside, California, after a man approached a caricature artist and requested one of the cartoonish renderings. Once the drawing was complete, the suspect quickly grabbed the artist's money bag and fled the scene. Although he was able to make off with approximately $500, the thief left behind his own caricature in the heat of the moment. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> now,
1: <laughs> have you ever had your caricature drawn Leroy yes you have okay see I I'm haven't
0: happy with it myself they make fun of your features they exaggerate them <laughs>
1: exactly Exactly. <laughs> exactly. They, it's totally you know like a cartoon and they exaggerate whatever feature that's the reason I think I've never had it done because I'm really kind of scared of what they're gonna see on me that i maybe don't know is really prominent yeah
0: oh yeah it's like there could be something you're already self-conscious and they just like blow it up times 10
1: (laughs) (laughs) it can be very traumatizing i would think so what did they make yours look like was there anything that stood out to you
0: um oh geez this was a long time ago um oh a huge nose like, which my nose, I guess. Yeah, it is a little big, but which I'm kind of self conscious about. But like, you know, just make it even, even bigger, right? Yeah. And um, yeah, I don't know. Maybe the receding hairline a bit. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> just, just anything, right? <laughs> I'm kind of skinny, so just maybe look even skinnier. Sunken in cheeks. So this one, <laughs>
1: this picture, it's actually a really good drawing. To be honest, it looks really good. But it says the portrait shows the suspect with emphasized features, sporting a thin mustache and wearing an earring. The man has on a backwards cap with tufts of hair pushing out from under the brim. In a social media post, the Riverside Police Department described the suspect as a five-one black male with an average build in his early 20s. Quote, this caricature is of the suspect, but of course has exaggerated characteristics and features. the police department said like we couldn't tell that. So police are asking the public to help find the man Are hoping that someone in the Riverside area recognizes him from the unique clue. Now, this picture, like I said, I have to post this because he's wearing. <laughs> obviously this is what he was wearing. He's wearing like a blue collared shirt with like a white T-shirt underneath. Um, he's got a red cap on this backwards and the, the hair that they said you could tell they're like almost like a jerry curl kind of hanging down you know, below the brim. So, you know, that's kind of his hair. He's got an earring on. They made his eyes kind of um slanty, kind of almond shaped and this little mustache. And he's got like these very prominent lips that makes him look pretty, um, I don't know, kind of attractive. You know, his his face is kind of roundish though. And his cheeks are kind of shiny, like almost like a Santa character. Um, but, oh my God, when I read this and I saw this picture, I'm like, yeah, if you know this guy, like, and you see this, you would probably be like, oh, my God, that's John, you know? Yeah.
0: <laughs> I wonder if, do you think he was offended by the picture and then stole the money, or do you think that tension the entire time? I wonder. Yeah,
1: I didn't think about that. It's possible. He's like, what the? But
0: <laughs> well, you'd think he would grab the picture, right, and rip it up or something? <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, my God. But the fact that he had them draw his picture... His likeness and then robs them. Yeah. What? Like, obviously, not the smartest. Why don't you just rob them and not leave an uh, illustrated representation of yourself there? Like, that's yeah, probably
0: it's not. The entire picture, right? <coughs> yeah. yeah, that's why I think maybe he was upset over it. But
1: it's weird. You know, who sits down and spends, I don't know, it's got to be what, 15, 20 minutes at least with somebody and then decides to rob them? It's just very odd. I have another one in a restaurant. Oh, nice. Okay. So a dine and dash attempt went terribly wrong when a woman in British Columbia fell through the ceiling of the restaurant she was trying to escape. And yes, it was caught on video. Oh, my God. It's amazing, this video. I'll post this too. So she attempted to do a dine and dash. The employees stopped her. She ran into the bathroom and barricaded herself in the bathroom. Um, So they called the... How do you say this? Is it Burnaby? Burnaby?
0: Uh, Yeah, that sounds familiar. Burnaby. Burnaby,
1: Burnaby Royal Canadian Mounted Police responded to the restaurant. A manager told them that a customer had climbed into the ceiling in the bathroom and was attempting to escape without paying her bill. And this is according to the Daily Dot. As the officers gathered in the kitchen to suss things out, and this is where you start seeing the video, there's like four or five officers... Like there's a couple of employees, a couple of officers in the kitchen. You can see, you know, you've worked in a restaurant in the kitchen. It's very narrow. You have like the grill on one side and the sink on the other side. And there's just a little narrow area where it's like a tile floor. You see them standing there. I'm not sure why they're standing there. But all of a sudden, the ceiling tiles come down. And then immediately after you see a body come flying down onto the floor, it says uh, the suspect fell from the ceiling and landed conveniently right in front of the, the cops. And then the cops, of course, tweeted that video out. <laughs> you could see what happened. <laughs> <laughs> oh, here it is. Uh, uh, the manager had heard her when she crawled over the kitchen. I guess that's why they went into the kitchen because he said, I'm, I'm hearing her. She's in the ceiling near her. And right as they're standing there, uh, she fell, fell down. Wow. Yeah. So he said she wound up crashing through the ceiling right in front of the officers who then arrested her. Um the incident happened in March of 2020 but the footage was only just recently released by the Canadian
0: Mounted Police. Oh, she's got to love that. i eh? yeah. trying to get over it, you know. <laughs> <laughs> uh it
1: looks to us that she just didn't want to pay her bill and once she was in the bathroom I guess she didn't know any other way of getting out past the manager or the employees and decided somehow that that was the most logical way to get away from paying her bill the corporal said. Despite the theatrics, nobody was injured, and the restaurant immediately decided against pressing charges. I guess I figured that was enough—enough <laughs> enough of a punishment because this thing has gone viral. So this this uh, this video—if you want to look it up—and I'll I'll uh, post a link. But if you go to Twitter to at Burnaby RCMP, you can find it.
0: Yeah, I'll definitely be checking that one out. Yeah, that was
1: good. Oh my gosh! I only have one more. Okay, this is going to wrap up the dumb crimes. This is from the New York Post. Police in Alabama were left shaking their heads Friday morning after a wild multi-state car chase led to an arrest of an accused car thief wearing a dumbass sweatshirt, according to police. Now, they're not describing what kind of sweatshirt it is. This is what it says across the front of the sweatshirt. It says, dumbass
0: <laughs> oh, God.
1: In, in large letters. I have never seen a sweatshirt like this. One of the males was wearing this sweatshirt the Oxford Police Department posted on Facebook of the two men taken into custody along with a photo of the prophetic garment. Maybe he should have taken his own advice that morning. The post quit. (laughs) Cops began chasing the stolen white Mazda at around 9.30 a.m. in Georgia. The post said the alleged thieves later crossed state lines into Alabama, continuing onto US Highway 78 into Oxford where the Mazda crashed into a store. Both men are arrested at a local Wendy's and face drug charges and charges of receiving stolen property. You know, the whole chest area is covered and it says dumbass and like capital letters. But in the picture, the part that says ass is blurred out. So Uh, (laughs) (laughs) I don't know why they made that editorial choice, but
0: I mean, it's all in the story. Why can't we see the picture? I I guess he bought that shirt. Maybe got it specially made. I don't know. Yeah, I've never seen something like that. I remember I would, in high school, it was always lame. Like, people would wear a shirt that says, like, losers to the left or something, and it would have an arrow pointing. And like, uh, I'm with dummy. Yeah. Yeah, I'm with stupid or something. Yeah, no, terrible. So cheesy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, this has happened early in the year, so I'm wondering if this was a Christmas present from somebody who knew him very well. Like, yeah. Like, hey, dumbass, here's a sweatshirt. Merry Christmas. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, that place them.
1: and he was like oh dumas that's pretty what is that french i think i'll wear that sweatshirt <laughs> any last Where's stories that you have
0: oh no not really i'm, I'm gonna keep them for my podcast okay <laughs> no, you <laughs> delivered way more than me i had a few but uh yeah uh, That's the thing. With some of these, I'd like to try to uh, interview people. I pursued one. I found this guy on Facebook. It's There's a story. It's I think it was actually in Florida again, most likely. <laughs> but there was this guy at a Denny's, and he got in an argument with the waitress, and he threw an iguana at her. <laughs> and the iguana, it ended up with like a broken arm, I think. Uh, he lost custody of the iguana. And, um, One of and some his. other nonsense, but I looked the guy up, but I found him on Facebook. So I, I was like, hey, Alan, or I think his name was Alan. And I said, I host a, a podcast where I take a look at soft core crimes. I'd, I'd really love to talk to you about the Iguana incident. I really want, <laughs> I really want to hear your side of the story. I, I said that about a month ago, but I haven't gotten a response. No
1: response, yeah. Because I have many questions when I hear stories like that. Like, did he just happen to have the iguana in his pocket? Did he take the iguana out for a meal? What was going on? I really want to know that yeah, kind yeah, of stuff.
0: exactly. I wanted to know more about the iguana for sure, yeah. Just, <laughs> Who got custody
1: yeah, of the iguana? Just, How is, is he in foster care? Did he find an adopted, you know, family? What happened?
0: Yeah, so many, so many things. Did you see headlines for a lot of these crimes, which I've, I've struggled with because you don't find anything afterwards, right? Nobody seems to care about the aftermath. They just like that juicy headline in the beginning.
1: Yeah. And I like that you're always able to add a story about your own experiences. I didn't have an interesting life like you. Like I had a pretty boring life, I guess.
0: Uh, (laughs) (laughs) It's pretty boring. You just have to word it, I think. And then it it sounds cooler.
1: Yeah. But some of the stuff, like you said, when you were younger, you know, things with your friends or, you know, you had these these things that you guys did or or things that maybe jobs you had or stuff like that I mean I guess I've had some of those things I just never really tied it to anything that I talk about
0: (laughs) (laughs) you really got to think about it you know you probably would have never mentioned ever again in your life and yeah I'm kind of just bringing them up
1: yeah like hey that reminds me of my own life
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah some are hard though it's like okay this guy threw an iguana and then I'm like, okay, what have I ever done with an iguana? Or did I ever get mad at a waitress? Trying to link it back to you. the yeah, more crazy they get.
1: Okay, you're there. You're in a restaurant. There's many things you can throw besides your pet. You could yeah. throw forks. You could throw a plate, a cup, a uh, food. You, like, why was why that choice? You know, why did that come to mind?
0: I know that's why interviews go a long way. I guess I'm try to get into that, but. I like to also keep my distance from some of these people.
1: <laughs> yeah, you don't want them getting your number. <laughs> oh my gosh! Oh well, I just want to thank you for coming on and helping me to uh, get through some of these crazy ass stories of 2020. And you guys want more stories like this, and, and even better, you got to listen to. Excuse me, that's illegal. I I'll put a link in the show notes for you to find it, but you can. Pretty much find it anywhere, right?
0: Yeah, anywhere you want. Oh, except for Himalaya. They only put out my first four episodes. I've been telling them numerous times. I'm not calling out Himalaya or anything, but... <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, if it's not there, don't don't blame Leroy. He, tri- he tried, so... <laughs> yeah.
0: No, I'm pretty much everywhere, though. Just look up Excuse Me, and, and it should pop up.
1: It's a lot of fun. And uh, you're doing one every couple of weeks, right?
0: So I just put out the 15th one. Okay. I, it just started about four months... In uh, August, so... I haven't been around that long, but yeah, the 10th, 20th, and 30th of every month.
1: But that gives people something to binge if they haven't started listening yet, you know, especially right now during the holidays. Some people want to take a little break from the, the dark stuff, yeah. and this would be a good way to go, I think.
0: Yeah, it keeps you in the crime realm, kind of, but yeah, it's a little bit silly. And yeah. they're, only, they're pretty snack-sized. They're like 25, 30 minutes long, so.
1: Well, thanks again. I really appreciate you coming on, and I hope you and your family have a great holiday and... Uh, Stay safe, stay healthy, all that good stuff.
0: Yes. And uh,
1: yeah, we'll see you around the pod sphere, I
0: guess. (laughs) Absolutely. Okay.
1: Once again, I want to thank my friend Leroy for being my special guest. Make sure to check out his podcast, Excuse Me, That's Illegal. I've included a link in the show notes. I've also included one more trailer at the end of this episode. This one is brought to you by the fabulous hosts of Women and Crime podcast, Check out that podcast as well. I think you'll like it. This should give you a couple of new podcasts to listen to while I'm out on holiday break. Once Upon a Crime will return in the new year on January 11th for the first episode of 2021. You can join our Patreon for more bonus episodes, special perks, and videos. You can also check out our YouTube channel. Just look for Once Upon a Crime podcast. Once Upon a Crime is written, produced, and edited by me, Esther Ludlow. Our research and production assistant is Lorena Garcia and original music is by Aaron Michael Goldberg. I wish you all a happy and safe holiday season and a very happy new year, wherever you are and whatever you're doing. And until 2021, be good to one another. once upon a crime listeners did you ever listen to a true crime podcast and felt like you're left with questions like why did she do it or how could this have happened to her then you'll definitely want to check out our podcast women in crime I'm Amy Slashberg. I'm Megan Sachs. My co-host and I are both criminologists. We've spent our entire career studying crime and both have firsthand experience working within the criminal justice system. Each episode, you'll hear a new female-focused case or topic deconstructed by experts. You'll hear the stories of these women, but you'll also learn why these crimes happened and whether or not the criminal justice system got it right or not. Crime is different for women. Come listen and learn why, as each episode, we talk women in crime all the time. So hit pause and subscribe to Women in
0: Crime today on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's Women A N.